happy 2021, everyone. This is Golden Gate National Recreation Area's Park Postcards Podcast. This is a podcast where each episode introduces you to what makes each park site unique through the voice of community members who have visited and our park rangers and staff partners who work there. We aim to highlight the work that we do to connect our local community groups to the special places in our park and share what these places and experiences mean to them. The beauty of our outreach work is collaborating with diverse community members and newcomers to introduce them and welcome them to their national parks. We hope that through listening to these audio postcards, you get excited to visit the Golden Gate National Recreation Area in a healthy and safe future. You're tuned in to episode seven, featuring two guests who absolutely love the Marin Headlands as much as I do. This is your friend and host, Ranger Maria Jose. The Marin Headlands is the most magical place of the GGNRA, at least in my opinion, as a former Headlands Ranger. From 2008 through 2018, I had the privilege to live in the historic military barracks at Fort Cronkite and Fort Berry, where I woke up to the chuckles of quails and elephant seals and fell asleep to relaxing foghorns as I saw the shadows of deer pass my windows. I'll never forget the evenings spent hiking the hills at sunset and making friends with a skunk who would walk me home from the visitor center. I'm thrilled to introduce our special guest, Carmen De Leon, who will share her audio postcard from the Headlands. She's an environmental educator born and raised in San Francisco. She studied wildlife biology at UC Davis and natural resources at the University of Idaho before flying back to the Bay as fast as possible. She has worked both for the Golden Gate Raptor Observatory and Nature Bridge, one of our park partners. Carmen got to know the Headlands landscape through work and daily life, also as a resident in the historic housing. She is currently a volunteer leader at the Golden Gate Raptor Observatory, where she has supported the science of protecting migratory raptors since 2008. Let's hear her story. Hey there, it's Carmen, and I'm coming to you from Hawk Hill in the Marin Headlands. Whenever I set foot in the Headlands, I'm transported to my favorite memory of Hawk Hill, where I get to spend time as a volunteer birdbander and docent. Come along with me for a day on Hawk Hill as we remember the very first bird I was able to band was the Golden Gate Raptor Observatory. I was a brand new intern on my first real adventure working in the world of wildlife biology. It's the month of August, affectionately called Foggest by a lot of us volunteers, and we drive up the windy road toward our field site, gazing at the rolling bay waves below and watching for birds along the signposts. We climb the trail to Hawk Hill with the gravel crunching beneath our feet and nimbly avoiding the lupin plants to approach the bird blind. A bird blind is kind of like a hideaway where we can sit to avoid disturbing the landscape and wildlife while we do our work to monitor the migrating raptors. My teammates and I cheer and give each other high fives as we see the blue sky break through the fog and feel the northwest wind. We eagerly watch the sky. Suddenly, an American kestrel, the smallest falcon in North America, flies into one of the vertical thread-like nets at the field site. I quickly dart outside and gently scoop her up, protecting her folded wings and lightly placing my fingers around her yellow legs. 
Zoya works fast to keep her calm and safe. The world stops for a moment as I notice how perfectly each tiny feather lays across her face. The darkness of her eyes is striking. We bring the kestrel into the cool dark space of the bird blind, measure her and use special pliers to apply a metal anklet, the bird band. It has a unique number to help us track her movements over a hopefully long and healthy life. After we collect the measurement data, it's important to return our banded birds to their migration quickly so they have time to find food to continue their journey and shelter to rest each night. Our encounter lasts just 15 minutes before our kestrel is back on our way hovering along the hillsides in search of tasty dragonflies. Even though I can't bring everyone with me on a field day bird banding, I think you should definitely check out the view from a hike to Hawk Hill. There's always something new to notice any time of year, from whales spy hopping to resident ravens preening their shiny feathers. Be sure to bring binoculars and wear lots of layers. The weather here can change suddenly from sunny and warm to fog so thick that you feel like you're on a rocky island with only the bellowing foghorns to remind you that there is water below. Hawk Hill is a place where I come to reflect and to refresh as I think about the dynamics of migration. Movement as natural as the rhythm of our breath for both people and wildlife. It's such an honor to know that my appreciation for this place and raptors also contributes to important work for conservation. I hope that you can enjoy it too as we all embrace nature and the outdoors in our own unique ways. I feel like I was right there with you, Carmen. Thanks for inviting us into your vivid memories of the headlands. Now let's hear from our ranger friend and my colleague, Cordelia Vargas, who's been working in the Marin headlands since May of 2019. Cordelia has a bachelor's in environmental studies and a minor in feminist studies from UC Santa Barbara. She's super passionate about social justice and has researched indigenous Miwok history, women of the Nike missile site, and Marincello, the housing project that never came to be in the Marin Headlands. Ranger Cordelia recently coordinated social science surveys throughout the Headlands to assess visitor interactions and safety throughout the pandemic. Since the Headlands is a bird haven, of course Cordelia is also a bird lover who enjoys the outdoors and has inspired hundreds of visitors to also fall in love with her park site. Let's hear some of her interpretation and what she loves best about working as a ranger in the Marin Headlands. Hello, my name is Cordelia Vargas and I am a park ranger in the Marin Headlands which is on the ancestral lands of the coast Miwok. Why do I love working in the Marin Headlands? I've actually had a pretty hard time answering this question because there are so many things I love about this place. For one, I am kind of a bird nerd and the Marin Headlands has so many birds to enjoy. We have the raptor migration here in the fall, but really any time of year, you're going to see tons of turkey vultures, hawks and harriers, all soaring over the headland hills. There are a bunch of different wading birds and seabirds that frequent the Rodeo Lagoon, like the great egret and the double-crested cormorant. There are peregrine falcons that nest by the Point Bonita Lighthouse. And if you're lucky, you might see a great horned owl if you visit here at night. You could truly do a tour of the headlands revolving around birds. A couple of months ago, actually, I was hiking by Rodeo Lagoon 
and as I approached, I could hear this loud splashing in the distance. It almost sounded like rain, and I was confused because it was sunny. <laughs> I thought, what on earth is that? And as I got past the tall fennel blocking my view, I could see down into the lagoon where there was a massive flock of brown pelicans. They were just flapping away, splashing in the water, fishing, preening, and enjoying the lagoon. It brings me so much joy to see all these amazing creatures right in my office, so to speak. Ultimately though, I'd say my favorite aspect about working here is that I get to share what I know and love about the Marin Headlands with visitors. Whether it be sharing the history of all of our military batteries from World Wars I and II, peering through a visitor's binoculars and helping them identify a bird they'd never seen before, or sharing the story of how community activism stopped the Marin Headlands from becoming housing and helped it become a national park in 1972. Among my favorite aspects of this job has been leading tours down to the Point Bonita Lighthouse. I love to surprise people with the fact that where the lighthouse stands today is not where it was originally built in 1855. It was originally built high up on a cliff, hundreds of feet above the water, close to where the radar tower is today. But this lighthouse was only the fourth one built on the west coast of the United States, so there were environmental conditions they didn't quite take into consideration. And by that, I mean the dense fog we have here. It rendered the lighthouse basically useless in its original location. So in 1877, the lighthouse was moved to where it stands today, at the very point of Point Bonita. But to do that required the building of a tunnel through unforgiving basalt rock. Rock that formed 300 million years ago from volcanoes erupting and cooling underwater. The tunnel that we can walk through easily in a matter of moments to reach the lighthouse today took Chinese-American railroad workers four months of carving by hand to make that trip possible. The history of our lighthouse is a rich one, and reflecting on how this light has been a guide to ships allows us to examine how we can be guiding lights to the people in our lives. Now I am a little biased, but I believe that any time to visit the Marin Headlands is the best time. If you visit on a foggy day, the moisture in the air captures the earthy perfume of the coastal sagebrush flora here, and it's pretty remarkable. But if you want to catch the iconic views we have of the Golden Gate Bridge, you're going to have a better chance seeing those views unobstructed by fog if you visit during the spring and fall months. Carl the Fog tends to ease up around those times of year, but there are of course no guarantees. As our sites reopen, like the Point Bonita Lighthouse, they'll only be open on specific days and times, so be sure to check on our official National Park Service website for the most up-to-date information. Getting outdoors and enjoying nature can be so beneficial for one's physical and mental health. And to do this while we face COVID-19, please wear a mask out on the trails when you cannot social distance from others. Consider visiting earlier in the day or to less frequented areas to avoid the crowds. I also recommend bringing layers anytime you visit. It could be sunny and warm everywhere else in the San Francisco Bay, and it could still be cold and foggy in the headlands. I hope that giving this a listen sparked your curiosity about this fascinating and beautiful place. And I invite you to come give us a visit. We hope to see you safely and soon. 
Thank you, Ranger Cordelia, for the valuable tips on visiting the magical headlands and for sharing some of its history with us. I'll keep an ear and an eye out for splashing pelicans on my next visit, too. And I want to thank you, podcast friends, for tuning in. We're so happy to have explored the Marin Headlands with you on this episode, and we hope you'll join us again on future episodes that'll feature other park sites around the Golden Gate National Recreation Area. Stay tuned for episode eight. We'll feature Lands N, and we'll hear from our park partner, Yakuta Punawala, from the Golden Gate National Parks Conservancy, and a former park intern, Janita Patel, who have shared both of their park postcards. We can't wait for you to hear them. Until then, recreate responsibly in your national parks. Listen to all of our episodes online at nps.gov slash podcasts slash parkpostcardspodcast.htm and find them also on Apple Podcasts. Take care. <laughs>